Hello and welcome to Dealcast. I'm Juliana Needham. I'm joined today by our risk arbitrage editor, Brandon Zero, to talk about the merger between Linda and Praxair. Now, Brandon, this has been going on for ages, years in fact. Talks were first reported two years ago. Can you give us an overview of the deal and, and explain why it's taking so long? Yeah, so this would be a substantial transaction amongst two of the world's largest industrial gas uh, makers who supply gases for industries as mundane as semiconductors to uh, more higher-end industrial uh, chemical applications. Um, The merger has been uh, going, as you mentioned, since the earliest reported in August 2016, um, but was felled at the time uh, based on uh, contemporaneous reporting uh, in 2016 because of political issues around which uh, domicile and headquarter location would be chosen. Um, It is a transatlantic deal with Lindy being based in Germany uh, and Praxair being based in Danbury, Connecticut. Um, Since then, uh, I've been told, based on our previous reporting, um, that one factor that's complicated timing for the deal has been uh, the party's approach to antitrust filings. And Um, they've got to make lots of antitrust filings globally or just the main jurisdictions? Yeah, so uh, initially um, uh, the chairman of Lindy uh, came out and reported that the deal would require over 24 uh, antitrust filings globally. Which is which is a huge amount for any deal. Uh, absolutely. Uh, the main regulators, of course, were expected to be the most contentious, um, and the parties had something of a gambit in their competition strategy because unlike in other complex mergers like AB InBev, where the parties might have gone in with an upfront uh, remedy package uh, ready to be delivered to regulators on day one, the parties instead took a, a bit of a more risky approach in deciding to negotiate actively with regulators in the U.S., uh, apparently also in China and with the EC uh, in real time. And the result has been a merger that is now knocking on its 24 October long long stop date. And we're waiting on the the Chinese regulators, SAMA. Will they wait on the FTC in the U.S. to make its decision before before Summer decides? Yeah, so that's really a big question here. I mean, uh, people following the deal from a timing perspective, just thinking about when this could close, would look at precedent transactions in which Summer has historically uh, issued its findings uh, after other jurisdictions like the EC, which has decided, and the FTC, which is currently reviewing the deal. Our reporting, uh, most recently in a story out earlier this week, points towards Samer being close to having a decision with the parties already having submitted remedies and the regulator being close to approving those remedies. But whether or not that decision is actually finalized before the FTC's review uh, is still an open question at this point. And have the parties reached an agreement about whether to proceed on a deal if they breach this 3.2 billion euro divestiture cap? Yeah, so we've done some good reporting on this thus far, most recently in a story in August where we've said that actually Lindy's supervisory board hasn't even met to consider whether or not the parties would uh, breach the divestiture threshold, or rather whether divestitures that would take them above that 3.2 uh, million euro revenue threshold uh, would be acceptable to the Lindy board. Um, that position may have changed, the, the parties may have arrived at a different solution um, or become more concrete in what those actual asset sales look like. Um, so as of now, we are uh, still chasing that. And are you able to say what's in the FTC package and when that divest package will be submitted or, or cleared? Yeah, timing is definitely an open question, but uh, our reporting indicates that a more substantial divestiture of hydrogen on-site tonnage assets could be in play. And so that is on the ground uh, 
piping that supplies uh, large amounts uh, of bulk gases to uh, chemical industries and hospital providers in very localized markets that the parties could be asked to sell more of in order to appease the FTC. And you mentioned the 24th of October, long stop date or kind of end of deal date by which the parties set, presumably when they started talking initially. Can that date now be extended, given things are going on for so long? Well, here's the interesting part. Um, When we talk talk to sources about um, how close this transaction is getting uh, to the deadline, the indications that we get for timing are that even if today the party submitted remedies to the FTC that they were to agree on, um, the deal would take six to eight weeks to close, which if you look at a calendar optimistically takes you to the long stop date. Um, the mitigating factor here is if you look at a deal like Bayer Monsanto, which um, unfortunately people are increasingly referring to as a relevant precedent, um, the assets uh, of the companies were actually held separate. The entire uh, subsidiary or target was held separate and pending uh, divestitures from the parties. So that's the, the question uh, in a lot of uh, legal uh, practitioners' minds as to whether or not this deal could still proceed um, pending those asset sales. Great. Thanks, Brandon. And thank you for listening.